Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> things about gone in 60 seconds for me is just how like masturbatory it was about cars like it it's for people who just geek out on cars like the wikipedia page has entries about the cars no like who fucking cares i mean it's cool that it's a remake yeah which i learned last night yeah i had no idea i've never seen the original i haven't either because it's it's from the 70s you know what's cool about that What's cool about that? Welcome back to Cage Match Roundabout Way meeting Nicholas Cage, colon. It's just getting ridiculous at this point, Sean. <laughs> I know. Okay, let me take that again. Welcome back to Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicholas Cage. I colon, the podcast hasn't started yet, so stop talking about Gone in 60 Seconds. I'm your host, Sean, with my co-host. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if that's happening today. All right. I'm Nick. <laughs> and our producer. Hello, I'm Peter. And our special guest. John. Hi, John. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How was your uh, chicken piccata this morning? I thought it was supposed to be veal piccata. Oh, well, we're all on budgets. I'm on fixed income. My chicken piccata was delicious, by the way. <laughs> it was very well cooked. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. The yolk was nice and runny. Mm-hmm. A good everything bagel. Delicious yeah. bagel base. Yeah. We, yeah. we lured John into uh, Peter's basement with the promise of veal piccata. Yeah, there there is no breakfast today though. Yeah, yeah. Veal piccata Benedict should have been your hint that it was fake. <laughs> I don't know what veal piccata is. It's like veal with capers and like a white wine, lemony yeah, sauce. lemony yeah. wine sauce. That totally sounds like an amazing Benedict. Yeah, it's delicious. It probably would be a good Benedict now that I think about it. All right, we'll be right Thank back. You. We're gonna make this and then we'll come back and talk about it. Okay. That was good. Yeah. Very tasty. Yeah. <laughs> would eat that again. So on this podcast, we talk Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Bracket Obviously. style system. 64 films go in. One movie will come out. This week we're talking Gone in 60 Seconds and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. A very high octane episode. Mm, Which octane would you say it is? Three. You pull up to the gas station. You just go to the three pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's mostly covered in spiders <laughs> year round. Oh man, fucking I hate fake spider season. I was all like ready for it. Now they've gone away again, which means in a week I'm going to walk right into a web. Yep. I told quick. you it wasn't spider season yet. Yeah, it's getting there. Spider season's end of summer. What do you have against it? Sean doesn't like the spiders. I think it's, it's the spiders is what he doesn't like, the about spider spider don't like about spider season. But like the spiders here are chill. Yeah. Yeah, they just like just to build webs in, your face. in front, like in front of doors, in across uh sidewalks and stuff yeah sometimes they're even big and hairy and that's cool i don't want to ruin this for you sean but i'm pretty sure we have black widows here that's fine i grew up in a place and hobo spiders yeah hobo spiders hobo spiders i think they're called unhoused spiders (laughs) (laughs) drifter spiders your david banner of spiders i imagine how cute that would be spider with little bindle yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a spindle let's be real Mm. ah john our most dad joke person who is not a dad (laughs) yep i try i gotta have a thing so, John, what is your interest in Nicolas Cage? My interest in Nicolas Cage is mostly seeing someone who's almost as hairy as I am. Oh, he does have good body hair. Yeah. John, that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nick Cage, too, occasionally, but not always. Uh, yeah, his chest hair is impressive. And I don't think we've we've seen his bare back. He's not a hairy backed guy. No, it's just chest. I mean, yeah. he might he might wax the back. Oh, I'm but, sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the chest hair comes and goes like the tides. Do you ever shave your chest, John? Shave it? Yeah. Uh, when I was in bodybuilding, I shaved everything. Yeah. Mm. That was fun for speed. Uh, in bodybuilding. <laughs> 
You got to get all looped you up get and into that slide speedo. across the stage. Yeah, exactly. That would actually drag. be quite fun. Yeah. I used to have my chest and stomach hair shaved into an arrow pointing down. That 100% tracks. Yeah, I am not shocked by this information in when, the slightest. When you say that, used to, how long? Uh, That lasted a good couple years. What? That yeah. is that is shocking. Yeah. That's a bit for sure. Well, it starts to get uncomfortable when it's growing back out. Mm-hmm. So you just maintain. Also, you know, you get good about shaving around your nipples and everything. I don't remember you being that hairy. I'm not terribly hairy, but when it's just an arrow pointing down. I guess you'd notice it. Yeah. It, it's like subtle. <laughs> what it's weight arrow subliminal. are we talking here? The main portion of the arrow is about two inches and then it flared out to about here and then straight down. I would say the main point of the arrow is the pointy bit or the main area of the arrow is the pointy bit, not the line. Um, I would disagree I because if you arrow, just look at the pointy bit, all you're looking at is a triangle. You got me there. The The line creates linear focus. But a, a triangle can also be an arrow. Triangles but it's also in three different directions. Which one do you look at? That's only true for an uh, isolateral triangle, though. Mm, we're not bringing math into this. You leave your geometry at home. <laughs> we're talking about harrows only today. <laughs> Gross. Ah, that should have been that should have been where I came in. Yeah, I'll <laughs> just move everything around. That's fine. You do anyway. I'm not changing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like, I fucking give up. I'm not even working on this anymore. <laughs> Peter's going on vacation even, for like ten days. Yeah, I don't he even doesn't make care. edits anymore. <laughs> Honestly, as much work as just guesting on this was, which is a shocking amount of work, by the way. Yes. Uh, I'm impressed with how long you guys have been doing this because I definitely would have quit. Yeah. So I, on the website, too, I, um, I I just had how many hours and minutes we'd been watching Cage movies. And then I finally did the conversion. And now it reads how many days we've spent on it. And it's over four days now just watching the movies. And that's not counting rewatches. Oh, yeah. I watched both twice. Just a singular yeah. watch is all I'm tracking. Woof. It's a lot of time that we have now lost to uh, our Lord and Savior, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Praise oh, yeah. be his name. Yeah. Uh, as Daryl would say, the golden hog of Hollywood. Uh. <laughs> I know. He's going to like that we're going to bring that in, too. I mean, it's been it's been tra- transferring around to some other podcasts. So. Has it? Yeah, he's That's spreading. Good. <laughs> That's good. I didn't want like, to jump on his yeah. thing there. but No, no, I think he would enjoy that. Well, he's got, he's got uh, getting to foe you now. Yeah. Getting to foe you. <laughs> Wait, does he have a theme song? Uh, for getting Defoe you? Yeah. Yes. We gotta put lyrics to your bass thing. Yeah. I mean we have we have a him shouting fuck. Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm a little disappointed you don't play that at the beginning of every episode. Oh, oh play it live? Yeah. Yeah. It would oh. be different every episode because Seinfeld it. Yeah. Peter just came over and we just put him held a microphone up to my <laughs> yeah, amp, just noodled around. And for I just a while. noodled around for half an hour and that's what we got. Yeah. It's my one professional like bass credit. <laughs> I'm a musician, Ma. There is an IMDb for bass players. It's actually the unemployment list. (laughs) (laughs) So, gone in 60 seconds. Just where I'm going to be if this keeps up. (laughs) Uh, John, you're the guest, which means I have to do less work. Uh, What's gone in 60 seconds about? That's what you said last week, Sean. (laughs) And it holds true today. Uh, So, Gone in 60 Seconds is basically a standardized movie. Let's be real. Like, there is nothing special about this movie. Um, which is t- oh, that's a hot take, and I'm a hot take guy. Do we, can I go into opinions? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't do opinions on this <laughs> yeah. podcast. I like hot takes, but not opinionated ones. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this movie, but there's nothing fancy about it, right? It's just Ocean's Eleven with cars. 
more or less. Oh, I see you disagreeing. Uh, no, actually, I was thinking it's more like a uh, original Fast and Furious. Ah, you beat me. So I was, I was also going to gonna talk about later. Fast and Furious, yeah. and it came out what just uh, a year, a year before. before the first Fast movie. Because I, I had to check that before I texted Peter. Oh, I'm no. like, oh, I'm going to say this to Nick. Nope, right down to the end when they're having the barbecue yeah, and everybody's no. family styling yeah. it around. Yeah. Fucking fast. I Wait, family styling is making out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not everyone makes that. You just gotta sti- everyone sticks their tongue in at the same time. Uh-huh. Do you remember when three-way kissing was like the hot thing on TV for a period of time? Absolutely Fuck not. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was really big during the like uh I'm road, actually road rules with and, you. I know what you're talking about. about it was like the big thing, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's so hot to three-way kiss. It's like that's all terrible. No. Like nobody's getting any action. It's just that's, tongues touching. That just makes me think of a, a buddy of mine back kiss. in uh <laughs> high school. <laughs> I mean, in Oregon, we had 18 and over strip clubs and stuff, and he would go to the strip club after school, and he, this guy was... High school? Yeah. This okay. guy was falling hard, and he was blowing, like, all of his paychecks at the strip club, and he was getting, like, lap dances from two strippers at once, and it's like, that is insanely stupid. Just, like, one on each leg? Yeah, I don't know if they were, like, jumping in and, like, back and forth, but nobody's doing 100% of their, like, actual work. I'm expecting, like, one of them to stand on the shoulders of the other. (laughs) Wear a trench coat. Yeah, That would be cool. World's tallest stripper. Yeah, now I'm kind of into this. Uh, Yeah, so this movie, I don't know, like, 2000 is when it came out and it feels very 2000 to me like that intro is so fucking dated and like shitty font work everybody's got that like 2000 hair that's kind of just slicked back yeah greasy Uh, greasy ribisi greasy ribisi that man is quintessential 2000 yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, all he was missing was some wraparound shades which his sidekick had yeah uh which one tumblr the tech guy who his one tech thing was Fake fingerprints. No, no. He had the, uh, wasn't he, he was the one with the little thing that got the garage. Yeah. yeah. Or yep. Re- recorded the frequency that the garage door yeah. <laughs> opened oh, yeah. As if that's it. Yeah. yeah it's like- Which apparently they could have just walked around to the back of the garage anyways, because there was an open door yeah. in that scene. <laughs> Did not pick up so, on that. Oh, yeah. Because like when they're in there. And, Someone's stealing the car. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. girl like walks yeah. up and he's just standing there in the open. Like, uh. Uh, can we talk about like real quick? I know we haven't talked about anything about it yet, so uh, the the goons that work for Rabisi in the beginning. So like uh, James Caan or not James (laughs) Caan. I was like, what fucking movie are you watching? Scott Kane. Yeah. Is that your talking about? Is is it Kane? I don't know. Con Kane. I thought he was a Scott. Yeah, Scott Caan. I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, just the names of the the boosters in the beginning. There's there's Kip Rains, which is Nicolas Cage's younger brother. Mm -hmm. Rabisi. Yeah, played by Gary Rabisi. There or whatever his name is. Greasy Rabisi. Greasy Rabisi. My first note of this movie was played by so, Gary Busey. Was so <laughs> yeah. greasy. Uh if, if Gary Busey ever plays Nicolas Cage's younger brother, I will buy 30 copies of that movie and mail one to every listener who gives me a comment. <laughs> That's a, and just burnt on DVDs that someone's had lying around for 20 years. Just an old CDRW, yeah. 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 Um, but I wanted to talk about these, these guys real quick. Uh, so there was Kip Rains. There's a guy named Tumblr who has the dumbest looking mutton chops and is just, I don't know, a a beefcake idiot. Fuck. What was that other guy's name? There was mirror man, the wannabe Dave Chappelle who never shuts his mouth. Yeah. 
Let's say the thing that pisses me the most off about the guy with the sunglasses is that he never takes them off. Yeah, you never he see is his completely eyes. blind for half of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Everything happens at night. Gotta wear your mirrored shades. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mirror Man, Tumblr. There's a guy named Toby. That's the screw up. Yeah, Toby doesn't do anything. He's the one that like get. He's like, I can get into the DMV, hack into the DMV, change uh, license plates, and this and that. And it's like, okay. You're, you're an idiot. And there was Freb. Freb's, Freb's the one the you're thinking pizza. who yeah. hires pizza, pizza like a madman and apparently steals drug dealer cars and brings yeah. a bunch of heroin back into the shop. I've never seen heroin. Can you tell heroin apart from other white powder drugs? Mm, they could. Probably not by looking. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, see any like gum rubs or anything like that. Now that we've kind of talked about that scene, what's this movie about? So Nick Cage gets pulled back in for one more heist. He used to boost cars for a living. Uh, skip town for mysterious reasons until his brother, Rubisi, uh, Kip, goes a little wild on a job and gets the attention of the cops and now is being held hostage by Doctor Who, uh, Christopher Eccleston, with a great wig, who is threatening to kill his brother, to kill Nick Cage brother, uh, Memphis Reigns, uh, gets pulled back in to steal 50 cars in four nights. Otherwise, uh, him and his brother are dead. To be clear, that's the job that his brother signed up for, yeah. and then his brother botched it, and now they have to do it in the compressed time frame. Yeah, right. Or Apparently, else they're going to go into that coffin that Christopher Eccleston built himself. Because yeah. he's very a, impressive. Yeah, he's the carpenter. He's an accomplished wood worker. Yeah, that's his. That's his mafia name, the carpenter. Because it's two thousand. He's a, a lame ass character. I, I did not enjoy him. as villains I, go. He's motivation. pretty fucking weak. I understand why Christopher Eccleston hates fucking Hollywood because. He was, like, British and mildly menacing, so they just kept making him, like, shitty bad guys. Mm-hmm. Foreigners one. are scary. That's true. <laughs> we don't like him here. That was my one problem with... Well, not my one problem. It's just that the lack of motivation for the villain, right? He's just being a jerk to yeah. be a jerk. He's promised somebody else 50 cars, and if he doesn't deliver, he's going to look like an asshole. Yeah, it's not yeah. like he's going to die. It's not like the other guy's going to kill him or something, or, like... Also, so the job is only worth $200,000. When I heard that, right. I was like, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> that was 2000 2000- $200,000 in 2000 money. Well, okay, so inflate that up to 500? I mean, 300, maybe, maybe a million? Maybe? Yeah. Like, it's like I mean, the job is worth it. Well, we can use the it rule of 72 here to figure out how quickly that would double. Oh, good. Yeah, do that for us, please. <laughs> no, I'm not going. To I mean, that. but the job is mostly to save his brother. He doesn't care about the money. Sure. And Rubisi fucking sucks. He's a he, fuck up. You see his house, it's shitty. Oh man, his breakfast making skills yeah. suck. What? Oh, what's in yeah. this what's in this i don't know yeah it's garbage if my brother tried to serve that to me i'd i don't know push him over what was fair, they're estranged that's true yeah it was kind of a fuck trying... you breakfast was it though no. i think it was like an i helped you breakfast but then nick cage is trying to be like you know be nice he hasn't seen him in six years yeah nick cage now runs a go-kart track like in the middle of nowhere he looked like he was having a great fucking time. He did. Too. Yeah, also, you know Memphis scene. gets his pick of uh of the single moms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. tracks. But the single moms that hang out in dirty go-kart tracks. Yeah. So Oh, I love that because my note for the go-kart track is like, okay, owns a go-kart track. And it just cuts to an old guy sitting in a chair and like comes with its old old guy. Yeah. As they all do. So Memphis has to get his uh, old crew back together, boost Ding. these cars. Um Sorry, you said boost. Ding. I counted the times they said boost Ding. in this movie. How F- many? Fifteen. Huh. Only fifteen? Yeah. Hmm. Because they go hard on it in the end where they like keep calling each other a, a car boost Ding. and stuff like that. Fifteen's still a lot. 
a lot of times it's, it's a lot for one word yeah that isn't yeah. the yeah he's uh so he's gotta get his old crew back together a real who's who's of nobodies except for vinnie jones wait in terms of actors because the actors are great yeah vinnie yeah. again vinnie jones uh, is in this who i love in everything he's the juggernaut bitch and uh chi mcbride he Sh- plays Sh- mcbride yeah uh that guy fucking Silent rules. Character. I love him. Mm-hmm. His character is great in this too. My first exposure to him was in Boston Public. Who? The black guy with the hat. Oh, okay. The who's bucket hat. T- yeah. Which this again movie of a time. He's introduced teaching an Asian woman how to drive. She cannot drive, and then he talks about how he can't swim. Yeah, there's just something to be said about realism in film. <laughs> oh, what boy. I want, keep that in there, because we see this. Asian driver crashed the car in uh, the first act. In the second act, when they're getting a list of all the cars, we see her at the DMV crying because she failed her driver's test. So the thing she says when she's at the DMV and she failed her test is, you're supposed to speed up when someone's tailgating you. Yeah, (laughs) I thought that was good. (laughs) So in the third act, when the cops are chasing Memphis, I wanted to see her just back out and just like, like hit a cop car. To, like, stop one of them the chases, and she doesn't know what's going on. That would have been a good finish to that. Yeah. Yeah. Rule of threes, right? Yeah. Yeah. That actually would have been funny. Chekhov's racism. Oh, my God. (laughs) I assume Chekhov was racist. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. So, 50 cars, one night. Angelina Jolie's in here for a brief period of time. What is wrong with her look? Oh, my God. I've never been less attracted to her in my life. And uh, I'm sure that's not the point of her role for me to be attracted to her. But I'm pretty sure that's the. I think that's why she's there. there. Yeah, super weird white dreadlock. She looked like she was uh, one of the villains from the second Matrix movie. <laughs> like she looked like one of those little ghosty people. So pale. Much like, did they powder her too? I, dude, I don't know. Everyone looks like shit in this movie. Well, it's like it's very. When was Hackers? Uh, like 97 or something okay. like that. So I was wondering if like she just came off Hackers and just did this. Well, so apparently this that role was written specifically for her. I mean, the role had nothing to it. <laughs> That's what I mean, is I think they inserted it just so they could have Angelina Jolie okay. in the movie. Hackers uh, was 1995. Okay, because oh, yeah. Oh yeah, Fisher Stevens. Her in Memphis used to be a thing. My high school theater teacher was in Hackers. Oh, no shit. That's cool. She was roller skater. Nice. Yeah, there wasn't number? much to her roles. <laughs> just was rolling, lot. yeah. <laughs> But so Memphis and her used to have a thing. Then he disappeared. Now she's uh, gone legit. So she can't join the crew until she just does. Yeah. And then later on, there is a very uncomfortable car sexy scene. Almost sexy. I also didn't understand how their legs were intertwined in that scene. I Very confusing. Yeah. Have you ever had sex in a car? In the front seats of a car? Uh, no, I've actually I don't think I've ever had sex in the car. I've I, tried. I've had sex in the front seat of a car, but it was a minivan. So there was some space. Mm. I Probably did it in a Geo. In a you Geo. did it in a Geo? Yeah. Which one? A Metro? Storm. Okay. Damn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Respect. I mean, it's no <laughs> it was, Metro. Have you ever been in a Geo Storm? No, but I've been in a Geo Metro. Oh, yeah. It's about the same amount of space. Uh, less backseat in a Storm. The sports car of the Geo. <laughs> it is. It had all four cylinders. This is <laughs> this is relevant for this movie, certainly. Yeah, so, we're a car pod that's now. A, that's definitely a car we're, that was on the list. We're taking over for, what is it, Scritch and Scratch on Car Talk? Oh, yeah, click and clack. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we do have a very quintessential Nick Cage moment in this film, because right when he's going back to being a hardened criminal, he gets his crime jacket. Yeah, crime jacket. I was love so a pumped crime for jacket. the crime jacket. And then he says, I'm a bad man. 
Which is basically as good as if he had said, crime time. Yeah, crime time. Crime jacket. What would your crime jacket be? I feel like, um, you know that uh, kind of purple velour uh, coat that he's got in that Dead by Daylight game? Like, mm. oh, yeah. I think that'd be my look. Just Nicolas Cage's actual jacket? Yeah. Uh, I would probably wear, like, one of those fleece-lined bomber jackets. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Crime. Crime jacket. I'm gonna go with, like, oh, like a deerskin vest. Not a jacket, but like a vest. Oh, nice. Does it have fringe? Sure. Cool. And turquoise. Yes. Crime. Corduroy. Sure. <laughs> Corduroy jacket. Yeah, nice. Very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> or a windbreaker. Ooh. So good for the best crime. crime. Uh, so yeah, this movie is not a movie that anybody watches for the plot. I think it's fair to not talk about that any further. No, yeah, um, I mean it's a Bruckheimer movie. Yeah. It's, you're here for some explosions. Yeah, it's and... it's two hours of mm-hmm. uh, boosting Bing. cars. Uh, you get to watch them steal cars in various uh, manners um, between either like getting keys made from the dealership to like go steal them, or at one point they. When that fails for a couple cars, they break into the police impound and steal cars that they tried to steal earlier and already had keys for. They There's... steal one nice car that just has like a door open button underneath it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was a nice car. That was cool. It was like an yeah. old hot rod. Yeah. Like, why would you cool. have that? Yeah, don't don't have a little door open button. They steal a car from Dr. Kelso. Who? Oh yeah. Which tells me this movie is in the Scrubs universe. What's the one where he's an ambulance driver? Oh, yeah. The, um, Bringing Out the Dead. Bringing Out yeah. the Dead has Carla has in Carla's it. Carla's in there, yeah. So, as a nurse. As a nurse. So I'm just saying, like, all Nick Cage films happen in the Scrubs universe. So you're the saying MCU that is the Scrubs, Scrubs is actually in the Nick Cage. NCU. Yeah. yeah. Which makes me think, in the NCU, Nicolas Cage is the most generic-looking person. Yeah. Similar to, like, how I'm super generic-looking, he's now the everyman. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cage is everyman. Of the Cage Brockheimer films, I feel this is the one that just goes from the word go. It doesn't really ever slow down, and it doesn't feel like two hours for me. No, it's just mm-hmm. action. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it should be. Yeah. So it, it's car chases, it's cars being stolen, a little bit of like criminal intrigue as they outsmart cops. and Those uh, cops were kind of cool. So like, you know, we tracked good cop, bad cop. I, I kind of liked both of those cops. Yeah, they were fine. They put the heat to... Uh, that one guy who just works at the docks. And he's just like, come on, man, I'm just trying to do my job. And I'm like, well, we're going to go talk to your boss. I'm like, fine. Well, that's... on parole. I mean... People on parole aren't people, uh, Sean. I almost called you Nick. <laughs> I was going to say, does anybody even know which one of us is which? And I'm like, no, that's only in photos that people don't know which one is which. You, I introduce myself every time. Yeah, they know which one's mine. Uh, identifiable voice and all. That'd be a weird long con if you were actually Sean. Yeah. It's just a huge bit. We we just switched it up episodes. from that one time oh, when did. Sean fucked up the intro. We t- yeah. <laughs> we talked about that for Nick and Sean Steele podcast where we're going to switch names to like our names have been changed to protect the innocent. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, so I, I looked into some of the like the writing and stuff like that. And the guy that wrote this also wrote High Fidelity, which is like the most talky movie. Yeah. It's like really the most strange. Yeah. Um, but also J.J. Abrams did uncredited rewrites. Yeah, he did a lot of punch-up work um, kind of in this era. He's he's sort of uncredited on a lot of movies to try and make like a little more interesting, funnier, snippier, or snappier dialogue. Interesting. The director also directed Season of the Witch. Yeah. See, I did the work. That's Which is why, good, because yeah. we didn't. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> People don't come here for facts. 
I was very nervous about being bad at this, so. Don't worry. We set the bar real low. Yeah. Great. <laughs> we set you up to succeed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, favorite chase scene. I mean, the last one's really good. I know. There's really only there's, the yeah, one, but it's huge and it's great. Yeah. yeah. Where he's in the Mustang, Eleanor, uh, his white whale. His unicorn. His unicorn. unicorn yeah. uh, which it's like, there's only one of these in the city. It's going to be the easiest one to track down if the cops get onto you. Yeah. Why not just steal it first? I mean, it's because he's worried about it because every time he's tried to steal this car, it's gone bad. And it's then an it ego goes problem. Bad. Must be real. Yeah. yeah I did is. like when he was trying to find the car. He goes to the dealership and he talks to that guy. So Nick Cage goes into this dealership. It's like a Ferrari dealership. And he's acting out this character, just being very kind of foppish. And the the dealer comes up to him. He's like, can I help you? And he's like, perhaps. Mm, but, you know, this is the one. Yes, yes, yes. I saw three of these parked outside the local Starbucks this morning, which tells me one thing. There's too many self-indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. Now, if I was driving a 1967 275 GTB 4 cam, uh, so you obviously knew what you were coming in here for. But he says wiener, and I liked that. You just like the wiener part. Well, I, so yeah, I wrote I, it down because he said wiener. I just wrote down self-indulgent wiener. Yeah. yeah. What I like, though, is it, it's so corny, but he just goes, your name's Roger? I'm Roger. <laughs> oh, well, two yeah. Rogers don't make a right. And it's like, that's <laughs> such a shitty joke, but it's, it's perfect. It's beautiful yeah. for that character that <laughs> yeah. that character is playing. Well, from a long quote to a really short one, when he meets Christopher Eccleston for the first time, and Christopher Eccleston's like, do I look like an asshole to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a short quote i'm always so flustered in these situations so like he ends up throwing the you know ten thousand bucks or whatever it was back at cage's face and nobody collected that money and it always drives me crazy i know that's it's like in that money. other one where they in a rage where he doesn't recollect his money it's like yeah the money goes into the poker game puts the money down and just starts stabbing people and leaves it's <laughs> right. like wait a minute this isn't like money. a pay-to-play situation you don't have to like pay money to stab somebody yeah you're pretty sure you can just stabbings are usually free yeah john do you have a quote oh i have many the one that's not actually by nick cage it's by timothy oliphant's detective guy who very inconsistent by the way like sometimes he's schmarmy sometimes he's very serious i could not put it on him stupid like yeah but also sometimes smart yeah very confusing character anyway so at one time he says to nick by the time you get out, asshole, there won't even be cars. We'll be all coming or driving around in spaceships. <laughs> I loved how much Timothy Oliphant's character annoyed the other cop. Like he kept saying things like when he says the other cop's wife is mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that look he gets in return. Well, like, she is. <laughs> yeah. She can be a little mean. Yeah. Uh, that was a good character. That was probably mm. the best side character like supporting character in this movie yeah yeah my favorite cage line it comes at the end when ving rames finally talks and he just like ving rames. not ving rames uh <laughs> vinnie jones uh, who's racist now <laughs> <laughs> vinnie jones's line of waxes poetically at the end of the film for the first time and then uh nick cage just goes hey man i thought you were from long beach and shrugs uh my favorite quote from this is definitely i mean it's not <sighs> It's just one that I use a lot in my life. They're getting ready to go out and to do their booze. And Nick Cage just preps and he's like, okay, let's ride. And that's it. 
They're listening to Lowrider. Yeah. yeah. And all the all the young all the young kids are like, what the fuck is going on? And all like the old school boosters <laughs> are just like, shut up. Yeah, it's a hype moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I say that all the time and I love it. I wanted it to be tied to the music cue better. He just like just random. does it randomly. Yeah. I mean well, it was it was internal. It's about I get what's it. going yeah. on in his heart. You gotta you gotta rev up. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing. We've been talking about Vinny Jones, is that it? About yeah. him not talking. Did anybody else pick up? He actually talks earlier in the movie as well. So when they're prying open the like security box thing in the garage, the guy with the sun, Yeah, thank you. He um he's having a hard time. And so Vinny Jones comes in with like a screwdriver and says very quietly, like this, and pries it open. Oh. Hmm. And I was like, Really? Did I hear that? Sphinx. It was a, I just rewatched that That's scene over. It's a knife and then uh mirror. Man. Mirror Man. Why is that the hardest one to remember? I, I remember Mirror, he's, but what's the other part? Mirror, uh, Mirror Man, like, because he he's been talking shit to Vinnie Jones this whole time, and he just tells him he's going to kick his ass, and Vinnie Jones just, like, holds the knife up to him, and he's like, man, why are you going to take shit so seriously? I liked that pairing. Of all yes. the, like, mm-hmm, groups sure. to be put together, Vinnie Jones and Mirror Man, TJ Cross is the actor, they are the best combination, because he never shuts up, and Vinny never talks. Did you guys uh, get at the uh, Michael Pena sighting? Yep. Yes. As the <laughs> stereotype. Cholo. Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, so that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Eleanor, the Mustang, has such a weird fucking history in Hollywood because the character or the car is trademarked from the first film and the wife of the original creator apparently still owns the trademark and is super lawsuit happy if anyone ever tries to like use Eleanor, or even tries to paint their Mustang that color, she, like, just sends an army of lawyers after him. That sounds like an asshole. Yeah. What yeah. color? Vaguely silver? Yeah. Like, the specific paint with a specific stripe. She, like, and... We'll never know. The 70s were in black and white. This has never been tried because she just sends so many threatening, like, her goons out that people just, they're like, I don't want to have to pay for, to deal with this. But she always takes these people's cars. There was a guy online who was building a like robo car of Eleanor and she sent her goons after him and they like took it and he still ha- doesn't have it because he doesn't have the money to fight that lawsuit. She's a, she's a villain. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. There's a story here. Do we need there to is. this this lady? Oh, like, uh, we got to go steal Eleanor. Uh, uh, multiple. Yeah. Weird little history to this film. You to be gone in 60 years. <laughs> I mean, she will die soon, I'm sure. Yeah, that's fair. They never actually like say that in this movie though. What, that an old lady's hanging on to the... Yeah. No, they never talk about that. That thing that happened years later. (laughs) No, but the gone in 60 seconds things, which I assume is just like, if you're stealing a car, you want to be gone in 60 seconds. Oh, I I know this because I did the research. Yeah. Um, So when they're at the the impound lot, behind them is a sign from the original movie that says, if you leave your car unlocked, it will be gone in 60 seconds. Yep. And now you know, dear listeners. Background posters. (laughs) That's where the story is. The story in this is all about that air tank that gets dropped and pinballs yes. off of four different cop cars oh, yeah. in yeah. the final that scene. That chasing is great. It is. It's pretty solid. It's got everything. It's got construction workers who don't give a fuck. Yeah, I really wanted to see like a plate glass being oh, yeah. carted across the street. <laughs> we get a cop- Or a painting of an alleyway that yes. they drive into. <laughs> I mean, it's practically there. Uh, the wrecking ball like slams a cop car through a wall. Are you okay, guys, man? <laughs> Uh, are you okay man yeah why because you just went through a wall (laughs) Uh, another quotable moment yeah it was good something about this movie that really got me is like 
Nicolas Cage really is the straight man through the movie. Yeah. Everybody else has some like fun character piece to them or like moment. And he just doesn't. The closest he gets is like dry humping Angelina Jolie in a car. That's it. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. That's the thing about it. It's like there's nothing to sink your teeth into. There's no story. There's no. Well, I mean, there's a story, but it's like summed up in two sentences. Right. Uh, but but it is fun. Uh, it's well designed action and it has a good pace. Yeah. It's car porn. Yeah. 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 There's, there's not a lot of meat on the bone, but it's damn fine bone. So I asked my wife if she wanted to watch this with me and she's like, no, I've seen this like eight times in 15 minute intervals on TBS over the years. That's how I'd seen this movie before. Yeah. No, and that's like, rough. Yeah. Why? Not, not as it was intended to be yeah. consumed, certainly. But yeah. Commercial breaks in an action movie. Kill me because it drains all momentum from the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for her. If she wants to come over and watch it, we can. Yeah. Oh, bring her on for well, never mind. I guess we don't know if this goes forward or not. But I was like, bring her on for the second season. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to imply that the podcast fails. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if this is going to keep going. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. This could be the last episode. <laughs> Ouch. Where do you guys put it on the uh, Venn oh, yeah. diagram? The good cage, bad cage, bad cage, bad movie, cage movie, bad good. I am not wording well today. No, it's morning. Mornings suck. Yeah. Uh, I feel good about the cage and good about the movie. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Not Cage's best performance, but far from his worst. Yeah. Mid-Cage, really fun movie. Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. I love it. I'm done. That's all I got to say. <laughs> good. All right. I, I also kind of loved it, weirdly enough. It's fucking wacky, and I am here for it. So this is from the same director as Mom and Dad and the Crash films. Crank. Crank. Crank, yeah. Yeah. Crash is a very different Very different. Uh, Crank films. Um, And by and large, this film is shot as if it's like a mid-range BBC action drama until you actually get to the action scenes, at which point it goes off the fucking rails, and I am 100% here for it. I really enjoyed it. I'm concerned that it got misplaced in our bracket. Like, it could have been a fucking weird one yeah it probably should have been it it fits fine in both because it is good action there's you know motorcycle riding there's oh okay when he turns that vehicle like at the quarry into one of his yeah Yeah. into one of his hell beasts it's like oh that thing is so cool i literally when they first comes up on the screen i'm literally like there's no way that's a real thing that looks way too menacing yeah and then i went on the wikipedia page and they're like yeah this was the heaviest land vehicle for like 20 years in the earth. So we were, Sean and I were walking the other day and we were talking about how everything turns into a hell vehicle, right? And Ghost Rider How many won. miles did you go, by the way? Oh, yeah, we're, we're getting dangerously <laughs> close. Um, so in Ghost Rider 1, we know from the old rider that the horse can become a hell horse. Yes. So literally anything can become a hell whatever. So I was like, could we just like jump on sean's shoulders and turn him into hell sean. what if he's taking a dump and he like pushes a little too hard and then the toilet flames out and he's just riding a hell toilet <laughs> i love it that's pretty good too not a vehicle though mm. i mean it's a vehicle for poop but sean sean is definitely a vehicle yeah. <laughs> it's a vehicle for deep thoughts so <laughs> spirit of vengeance uh nicholas cage is spirit back. of vengeance, uh, vengeance. Yeah. nicholas cage is back as johnny blaze the ghost writer he has been running uh from his deal with the devil trying to get away from himself and find a cure only to wind up trying to track down uh, the son of satan 
to save him from becoming the devil's form on Earth. Uh, also starring Idris Elba with the worst French accent ever. He was and, nominated for an award for that. Like a real one, not a Razzie. Really? No. Uh-huh. Why? I don't, I th- I don't, it wasn't a BAFTA, but it was like a knockoff BAFTA. Okay. No. Jeez. It wasn't a real a American award. Yeah. For decent oh, okay. French accent? I had to think about what BAFTA stood for. It's British, British Academy actor. of okay, Film okay. and TV Actors. Yeah. Okay. Was it a British Razzie? <laughs> I don't think so. They got nominated for a lot of Razzies, too, though. Yeah. What was up with his contacts? Like, his eyes were just weird. Why did he need weird contacts? Uh, yeah, eyes. Yeah. yeah. It's strange. But I liked him. He was just a drunk French dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially at the end when he's like... They got the super old bottles of wine. Yeah. I love when they... Not bad. <laughs> this would go good on a salad. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I, I think well, Peter and I discussed this a little bit. My description of this film is it's Ghost Rider with a lower budget, but you they spent the money correctly in that they spent the money on the action scenes. Everything else that isn't an action scene is very hammy, very over like overly dramatic, uh, overly acted. The supporting cast is... You have Giles from Anthony Stewart Head from Buffy mm-hmm. as a priest who dies in five minutes. And then later you have the Highlander who, according to IMDb, did three months of sword training for this movie, which I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> I think I believe that because the way he whips that sword around when it, it all goes dark after, you know, he's trying to behead her or whatever, or yeah. behead the kid. Like, that looks professional. Well, the only... But he's the Highlander. He yeah. shouldn't need to train. Right. Well, so the only reason his swordplay, I think, looks better in this film than it does in the Highlander is that man is legally blind. So if they just put him in a dark room and they're like, look cool with a sword, easy. When he has to, like, sword fight with live steel against someone else, they have to stand five feet away from each other because he can't see what he's doing. Most people have to stand, like, five feet away from each other in a sword, sword fight, fight, too. <laughs> this isn't a blindness thing. Most people have to stand pretty close. You're thinking of knife fights. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> What if you have one of those, like, Sephiroth swords that are really long? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, then you could probably stand nine feet away from each other. Cool. Uh, not a direct sequel. It's no. more of a s- reboot. Yeah, it's it feels a like a soft reboot. Yeah. Uh, Peter Fonda was reboot. interested in coming back for this, I read. I thought he was dead at this point. No. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently he was interested in coming back to play the devil again, read five pages of the script, and said no. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, there actually is not much of a script to this movie. That's no. the biggest fault to it. But I fucking hated Ghost Rider 1, and I thought this movie was a blast. And it Because it was nothing. It was popcorn. It yeah. was you know candy in my mouth. And then at the end, I was like, I could have more candy. Yeah. And it was sub-90 minutes. <laughs> and it was yep. sub-hour 29 or That's something. That's so fucking nice. Yeah, uh, That is refreshing. Nick Cage is not in great shape in this film, but he's in a leather jacket the whole time, so it doesn't really matter. Oh. I love the fact that he's just kind of like this old, beaten down, like, ghostwriter. The style in this, though, is cool, man. Like, I liked it. Yeah, yeah I like the insertion of, like, the little animated bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or oh, illustrated bits. That. Oh, really? I thought <laughs> it was a fine way well to, done. like... Tell uh, us more, John. <laughs> frequent listeners of me and not this podcast will know that I've done a little bit of writing and like that just strikes me as such lazy like oh, and yes yeah. I realize the writing in this movie is blah 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 also can we talk about why because the writers that were involved in this movie are like accomplished writers there's no reason this should be this bad yeah probably time limits they're like we'll pay you for a movie in like <laughs> give us a movie in a week two weeks yeah. yeah I mean we're talking about the people that did Batman the the good ones. David S. Goyer. Yeah. yeah, David S. Goyer wrote this. He's also written The Worst of the Blades. 
He directed Blade Trinity. I love Blade Trinity. I kind of like Blade Trinity too. Yeah, it is I'm the inclined. worst of the blades, though. But I think it's because I like uh, what's her face. Um, I just like Ryan Reynolds. I was gonna say Ryan. Right. Oh, Beale? No, not Beale. Um, the bad, the, the vampire villain. Uh, as, you like um, the bad girls? Was it Parker Posey? Is that who it is? I think so. Parker Posey, such a bad girl. <laughs> Real bad. Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking of January Jones. Oh, she's a bad girl too. Yeah, I just Parker like Posey. calling girls bad girls. Sean, you're a bad girl. Thank you. Mr. Big Round Balls. (laughs) Mr. Big Round Balls. So yeah, Johnny Blaze has to get Danny, the son of the devil. (laughs) I'm just going to go back to... Fuck you guys, I'm not a bad girl. I said thank you. I said ooh when you said you're going to spank me. Um, Okay, this is another movie where the plot doesn't fucking matter. The devil, Rourke, wants Danny because they can do a soul transfer and then the devil can have his full power on Earth. That's the story nothing it doesn't matter johnny's trying to track him down and the deal is idris elba's clandestine monk group can remove the ghost rider from him but it uh, turns out they really only needed idris elba because the rest of the monks didn't help yeah they just wanted to kill a kid yeah but like what kind of assholes are they that they wouldn't just do that for free there's supposed to be some kind of weird christian monk order thing like seems like eliminating a hell demon from the surface of the earth would be kind of up their alley yeah but face tattoos aren't cheap and they had a lot of face tattoos. They did have a lot of face tattoos. Uh, true. Apparently, Chris Lambert hated the makeup so much uh, that he just didn't take it off and would just go back to his hotel with that. I think that's what the uh, Decay guy did as well, because his makeup went from like very thick and white at the beginning towards the end. It was like kind of pink and sweaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blackout. Yeah, oh, so, okay. Yeah, things are showing through the seams a little Again, bit in terms of the budget on this movie. You can see where the budget was, and it was on one. The Ghost Rider looks fucking awesome. Yeah, completely two, agree. Uh, any, like we said, any vehicle he rides in this becomes a hell vehicle. And like Danny's even like, well, what if you get in a taxi? What if you ride a camel? Uh, hell taxi. I really wanted him. Like, I want a Ghost Rider movie where he gets in uh, a monster truck. I want to see him drive Grave Digger. Well, I want. Then here's the thing: is be this so movie alarms bouncing around? <laughs> this movie had so, Truckosaurus. <laughs> Uh, this movie had so many great little ideas that I really wish it would have done well enough to get a third one of these films For sure. with these same directors. That would have been so much fun to let them do what they did, but with an actual budget. You know, Write a letter to Kevin Feige. Yeah, it, it's funny because it, so the budget was like anywhere between it says 57 million 17 and, and 23 dollars yeah, right. somewhere between 17 it did make and 23 dollars and it did make a profit it made 132 which you know you had advertising and all that stuff it's like that's not great money no. but it wasn't a fucking bomb well and this it is, was in the states though this it took international box to, uh, yeah, to cover this was true. the second and last film under the marvel knights imprint where they were trying to do slightly darker movies punisher warzone being the first which was an r-rated punisher film starring ray stevens which i love same and uh, this, which was originally supposed to be R-rated, and then Sony got cold feet and made them make a PG-13. That's sad. This would have been way cooler yeah. if it was R-rated. Yeah. yeah. The coolest thing about this film is, if you watch the making of this movie, uh, the directors are like both cameramen, and the way they got a lot of those motorcycle stunt scenes where like you see the wheel up close, the director's just sketching with rollerblades on the back of the motorcycle holding the camera. Yeah, it's wild. So the scene where Idris Elba goes over the cliff, director holding on the motorcycle, riding behind it, and just lets go at the last second and just goes around that turn. And the other director is in a harness over the cliff that slingshots him back with a camera with the stuntman coming at him. It's in 
insane. Yeah, those guys That's are pretty rad. They're crazy. I've got it written down and like that was the coolest shot. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's so badass. And when they're uh, when they're doing the stunts on the road when like Johnny is trying to show off to Danny, same thing. He's sketching like again behind the motorcycle and just like letting go and the other motorcycle stuntman just right by him. Watching how they film this movie is insane. I just want to say I haven't heard the word skitching since the last time I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I think. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard it until right now, and we heard it about 15 times. So yeah, there was also there was a skitching stitches. There was a yes, they do. Probably, yeah. There was a skitching video game at one point. Oh weird. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. All I know is rollerblades are dumb. You're more of a roller skate man. Whoa! <laughs> Hot, Hot take. take. Hot takes. Tell us more. Hot takes. <laughs> Um, I hate those inline wheels. One time I was, okay, so here's a rollerblading story. Uh, I was rollerblading down this uh, hill in the town I grew up in. I was maybe like uh, 12, so it was okay for me to be on rollerblades. And I'm going around this corner, and I didn't want to be on the street because it was a pretty blind corner. It was a really steep hill and uh, sharp corner. So I'm going down the sidewalk because I knew nobody ever walks up that hill. And as I'm getting down, there's a funeral home at the end and somebody was just pulling out of the funeral home and they like, I'm going maybe like 35 on my rollerblades and this car pulls out and it's like, fuck, I'm going to hit them in like 40 feet. And there was just a chain link fence next to me. And without thinking, I just grabbed the fence and just clotheslined myself. Like oh. hand got like kind of like caught in the chain links. And I just like go up and then hit myself like right down on the ground, like maybe seven, eight feet from the corner where this car is. And they just kind of looked and then pulled out and left. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I, like, a 12 year old too. Yeah. I'm just dying on the <laughs> side of the road. You Gravel said- embedded into your arm. <laughs> So you said something interesting there, and that's it was okay you were on rollerblades because you were 12. So I'm curious, are you saying you were old enough or young enough to be on rollerblades? What's the appropriate age to rollerblade? Uh, I think you can rollerblade up until 12 and a half. <laughs> and then you have to go into classic roller skates. Yeah, No, then you should either be uh, skateboarding or taking the bus. Like, those are your options. <laughs> I'm getting back to this because I do love this movie. Uh <laughs> Nicolas Cage is outstanding in this. Like, he's worked with this director again. This director just wants him to go fully Cage. When he's the ghostwriter, he has two speaking lines, but do- doesn't really speak like the when he's the ghostwriter. And it's cool that he was doing, you know, the motion stuff for the ghostwriter. Doesn't really play that it's Nick Cage, or it doesn't really need to be Nick Cage, especially because they do a lot of, like, speed up, slow down, because the Frank. spirit of vengeance is, uh, is an insane uh, fallen angel. So they really play up that spirit of vengeance, the vengeance, vengeance. Uh, that the ghostwriter is just toying with people. So there's just he's just standing there, just swaying his chain and just like swaying back and forth while everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, some of that was kind of weird, but I did love the physicality that he brought, especially uh, with the head motions, because very jerky and doing a Stevie Wonder at one point. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Uh, but it looks good for, you know something that doesn't have muscles yeah. like yeah maybe it's doesn't do there's no weird pointing he doesn't do the over, <sighs> I know. over no, we were point. so sad about that i really miss his weird point from the first movie that's the only thing i liked from yeah. the first movie the peter old, and I, I were talking about how perfect it would have been at the end when he like goes to heal danny and he's like and then he like hands and it's like oh it should have been a pointing heel this movie has also the it's the first time that they 
have an in-universe reason for a Nick Cage performance because the demon is has gone insane, so Nick Cage just goes full on crazy. Yeah, he just gets to be an insane person. Yeah. yeah. And thank goodness, because that's what we were all missing in life was you, an actual justification for Nick Cage. Has <laughs> have you, any of you seen the stills of him in the Ghost Rider scenes? Mm-mm, no. no. So Nick Cage. I mean, I paused it a few times. No, not <laughs> does that. Does not that count? The CG like him on set in the, as the Ghost Rider. He showed up on set, not telling anyone uh, with full Baron uh, Samedi makeup from Live and Let Die. So he had like witch doctor makeup, like white, white face with like blackout over his eyes and stuff to get more in character, <laughs> which serves nothing to the movie. Nah. He just did that. Yeah, it helps him. Uh, yeah, that's fine. It's just like fucking crazy person and i love it are you saying you've never done that <laughs> insane performance insane action when the ghost rider gets blown up for the second time and he's just floating three feet above the ground and slowly spinning yeah i was wondering if that was something like i i haven't read a lot of ghost rider comics or anything so i don't know how, like where his weaknesses or anything like venom has his sonic kind of weakness does the ghost rider have like a a flashbang well, yeah, a version in, in the first one, it was daylight made him yeah. turn back into like regular right. Johnny Blaze, but they don't really fuck with that. Uh, oh, they do <laughs> in, the the very very in the very beginning. They're like, that's right. He, yeah, the Ghost Rider doesn't like the light, uh, and it's when Danny gives him his powers back mm-hmm. that he can go out in the day. Also, the fact that era, movie of this era, a lot of CG heroes or a lot of CG action at the end of this film, broad daylight. They're like, no, none of this darkness. We're not going to show you what's happening. Broad daylight Ghost Rider fight. Well, they had to save the darkness for all the... What was that guy's name? The rotting guy? Blackout. Blackout? Yeah, well, okay, Kerrigan. that makes sense. They, yeah, yeah, the blackout scenes for the blackout. What was with those? I didn't... I, it, I don't it, know. The character in the comics' power is he can just make anywhere he's at just pitch black so no one can say. Uh, cone mm. of darkness. Yeah, kind of. Um, his power to just... Anything he touches just rots instantly. Except used, the Twinkie. Except the Twinkie. Used Which is well. hilarious, joke, is, by the way. Yeah, that was very fantastic. Good joke. But that led me to think, who eats Twinkies like that? Because he just, like, puts it in his fucking mitt and, like, pops the bag by squishing it and then go-gurts it yeah. into his <laughs> mouth. He was driving an ambulance at the time. He was busy. I can open a Twinkie and drive. It's the fastest way to get a Twinkie <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah. Right. We Nick get just needs the plastic, too. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I, I just swallowed the whole thing whole. I do love how deadly his chain was and how it was just splitting people in yeah. half and burning them up. But where was his uh, penance there from the beginning? He yeah. does it to one guy, but they don't really show an effect for yeah, him. Yeah, there was no effect. It just kind of looked like he was staring people down and like enjoying watching them be afraid. Was, yeah. that, was that the guy who had like an illegal download or whatever and got no. killed because of it? <laughs> yeah, they show up and he's like, Spirit of Vengeance shows up while he's on Napster and he's I like, do... did you pay for that? <laughs> I do want to say uh, when the second fight with Kerrigan at the quarry, Kerrigan sees the penance stare scene. He's like, don't look at him. So the next time they meet up and like Nick Cage is holding him by the face, the actor plays Kerrigan is looking everywhere else, like is directly trying not to look into Ghost Rider's eyes. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. I felt a little scene at the beginning, though, when it was like the it was like the voiceover um, exposition thing. And then the, the eyes like stare at you and yeah. they break the fourth wall. I was like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> Illegal downloads, baby. Yeah. This isn't my quote, but I did write that down because I did like uh, I did like that. Don't put this in, but I definitely was pirating that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to come for you now. Uh, yeah. 
and you don't want to be around when that happens. You see, there's good and bad in all of us. Maybe you're not a murderer. We've all done something you don't want the writer to see. A white lie. An illegal download. What about you? <laughs> I bet Lars Ulrich, Ulrich got them to put that line in there. <laughs> Fucking Lars. Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Metallica, like a Voltron. Yeah, basically. I think I guess all bands are kind of like a Voltron. Variously import, important appendages. Yeah. Like, uh, what was it? Def Leppard? They didn't need the one arm. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, first a joke, then a, a story. Joke? I, I have a, a joke, joke and a story, actually. So when uh, I was in Def Leppard... <laughs> so what... I, I gotta remember this right. What has nine arms and sucks? <laughs> Def Leppard. Because <laughs> he's missing an arm. <laughs> uh, so when I was living in Montana, I... <laughs> Well, I, li- I lived in Missoula and I was going to Billings for a Def Leppard show and I got pulled over and because I was doing, I don't know, somewhere around like 95 or something on the freeway, uh, which which you think is fine because the speed limit's like 80 in Montana. But I got pulled over for doing that. And it was just so weird to me because like towns and cities are so far apart there that I didn't get a ticket. He had a credit card reader and I paid $40. That was my fine. And then I left. No Here. court appearances. It's just $40 fine. Keep going. Did you get a it's receipt? like Mexico. Yeah, I got a receipt. Oh, that's, interesting. That's pretty efficient, though. I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, so, yep, what I if will... you contest it, though? Then, uh, probably have to deal then with you would shit. probably have to go in. And I'd just pay the money. Yeah, that would yeah, be like a couple much. hour drive. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get our quotes in. Okay. I've got a couple, so I'll, I'll just put some in yeah. here and there. You're just doing I'll, them off the dome? I'll sprinkle them in. Uh, no, I've got my phone here. Damn. But, <laughs> we did uh, this all off the dome, Peter. Yeah, right. Everything. No notes. Ever. No notes. One of my favorites is just at the end when the Ghost Rider knocks Kerrigan off the car and then they run him over. And then Ghost Rider just looks back and he's like, Roadkill. Oh, yeah. That was the second line. That was the second line. That was a good one. Mine is Let me get something straight. The guy who kidnapped Danny and tried to kill you and blew me up, chugs a bunch of pills, with grenades. You two were like boyfriend and girlfriend? <laughs> the follow-up line to that was, uh, no, I get it. You're the devil's baby mama. <laughs> I like that one. That was my, so my only my, quote. My quote is um, when Johnny and uh, what's the devil's baby mama's name? Uh, Persephone. I, I also was looking at this and I was just thinking, like, this movie Nadia. does Nadia. not pass right. the Bechtel test. No. Like, there's she's the only, there's like one other woman in the entire thing and she's like a, a gas station attendant or so something. We like, know more about the fact that she's Romani than, and, well, okay. She plays up every poor stereotype of gypsies true. in the world. Like, yeah. you know, she is going like she robs a guy her and danny like steal some guy's wallet and like wedding ring when he tries to hit on her and they're always ah she's the worst hate her but you never like her name's forgettable yeah but she's a gypsy so which is not a good term to say correct kerrigan has kidnapped danny uh this is after the first ghost rider scene but before the quarry and uh they're questioning a thug who knows Kerrigan and they've seen that they've been texting. So Nick Cage like puts the phone in the guy's mouth and goes, 
Kerrigan must have told you about that thing that killed the men last night, huh? Yeah, that thing is inside of me. See, you're a bad man. And this thing, the writer, he feeds on bad men. And he's hungry. He's hungrier than he's been in years. That's why I'm shaking. Because right now, the only thing that's standing between you and the writer is me. And he's just, he's uh, scratching at the door. Scratching at the door. And he'll tell me what I want to know. I'm going to let him out. And when he's done with you, there won't be anything left of you. Understand? Yeah, the scratching at the door line. That was the, the one time in this movie that I was like, come on. I, I still like it. Loved yeah. it. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, so ba- bad man, is that the tie? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a couple more that I'll just bang out real quick. Uh, scene, I can't remember what led up to it, but he's just writhing on the floor. <laughs> he just says, Merry Christmas, you assholes. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> they end the movie with, uh, a conversation like, is it over? It's like, I'm going to say yes. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, fucking dumb. Come on. I thought it was perfect. Uh, yeah, it is good. Uh, but my favorite quote or my favorite line, probably they're sitting like in a diner or something. And it's Nick Cage and Danny and Nick goes to like brush the kid's hair for some fucking reason. I don't know why, but he like reaches out and the kid like kind of pulls back and Cage is just like, it was a bee. I thought it was going to sting your face. It's like, you're inside. There was no fucking bee. Why are you trying to touch children? Come on. Spirit of vengeance is going to have some words with you. I just want to, I do also just love uh, the opening little thing. To, my name's Johnny Blaze. I used to ride a motorcycle for a living. I did a bare ass 360 triple backspin in front of 22,000 people. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's on YouTube. Check it out. They should have made that for YouTube. Everything for about this film is amazing. It's pretty absurd. And I know, John, you don't like the like little um, illustrated illustrated like things. I mean, it's just again, I think that's a more of a budgetary thing than anything else. Just everything about this movie, especially as a Ghostwriter fan, just fucking hit for me. Well, and for me, so the big thing, like again, as I mentioned, I hated the first one. Yeah. And this one, it felt like a comic book. It, yeah. it was light on, you know, a lot of things, but it didn't matter. Like I had enjoyment the entire time, and that really made a difference for me. It feels like the most comic book Marvel movie that I've ever seen. I have one criticism, only one criticism of this movie. Only ninety minutes. <laughs> Steve Buscemi was underused. <laughs> Why was Nadia an accomplished sniper at the end? <laughs> why did she have a fucking sniper rifle and why was she just nonchalantly picking off motherfuckers the Romney people are very skilled where did she get it are you going to tell me she stole it that's racist (laughs) didn't she get it from Idris Elba didn't he have the whole arsenal in the basement Yeah, with the wine oh yeah she's like I'm hating you less Moreau and she like good cage uh, good movie bad cage bad movie good bad bad good um, a bad cage, good movie. <laughs> Interesting. Outstanding cage, good movie. I love when he's allowed to be wacky. Yes, but are we... Okay, we've never talked about actually what these bubbles in the diagram are. I don't think it matters. Is it a good performance? A yeah, good, that's a, a good, good point, acting? Like, is it good... This movie is actually like kind of a bad movie. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. terrible it's movie, but it's a, a lot of fun. It's, it's terrible, fun. a lot of fun. No, I mean, the acting is very over-the-top and wacky, and it's not like a deep performance, but it's exactly what it's supposed to be, I feel. And, and it's, it, it was better than 
the Ghost Rider take from the first one. Yes, and yeah. it's it's very entertaining. So yeah, he's this is like probably the cagiest we've ever seen him, where he's just allowed to go full on just himself. In a Ghost Rider movie, yeah. Definitely <laughs> that. Um I enjoyed him thoroughly. So in terms of just pure enjoyment, I'm gonna say great cage. <laughs> and what for the movie? Great movie. Great, great. John, what do you think? <laughs> uh I'm pretty close to sean i'd say you know great cage bad movie like this his acting in this was simultaneously bonkers and also amazing yeah um it was exactly what i wanted out of nick cage if this isn't like this is the best version of everything people make fun of nick cage for in terms of acting yes Mm -hmm. and i'm in i agree it's what i wanted from the movie it's not a good performance Okay, no, you're right. It's yeah, not, but so, it's still fun. Yeah, and that's fine. I, I'm totally in on that. Bad performance. Bad performance. Good result. Good result. Okay, I like that. Yeah, bad so, performance, but... Good. In the Venn diagram of bad movie, or bad cage, good movie, you have Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance in the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's right in the pocket. This is the butthole of Nick Cage movies, and you're going to love it. You're going to eat it up, you millennials. <laughs> So with that, John, what do you, uh, where would, of these two, what would you, again, your opinion does not matter, but what would you put forward? (laughs) This is actually really hard because like we were saying, Gone in 60 Seconds is actually like a pretty decent movie. It's just totally unremarkable. Whereas Spirit of Vengeance is uh, a bad movie that's inexplicably good. Like if it was in a minute longer, it wouldn't be good anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It, It does. It does know when to stop. Yeah. I think you should send Spirit of Vengeance on. Vengeance. Vengeance. I'm inclined to agree. It's the more... They're entertaining for different reasons, but this is... Like, I love the spectacle of it so much more, and it's... I had so much more fun watching it and rewatching it. It was simultaneously not as great as I built it up to be, having only seen it in theaters. Oh, we didn't even talk about the flamethrower pee stuff. Yeah, Like, your favorite part of the movie is the flamethrower pee, and you didn't even talk about it. Because there's so much other stuff to talk about in this film. I mean, they show it twice. Yeah. (laughs) They did get a lot of screen time. (laughs) Um, But, like, I remember seeing this. I saw this movie in theaters when it came out, and I loved it then. You went on a... Was this a date? No. I went to Too Fast, Too Furious on a date. First date? uh, No, we'd been dating for a while, but I still walked out of the movie. This was before my love for the Fast franchise. Really. I mean, Too Fast, Too Furious was a tricky one. Yeah. That was a big, big shift. Yeah. I uh, I hadn't seen the first one. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I saw this movie in like South San Francisco. I got out of the theater at like 11 o'clock to have a bunch of texts from Meredith who had locked themselves out of their house in Oakland, like lost their keys, was locked out of their house, locked out of their car. So I had to drive like 40 minutes to Oakland to help them break into their house. Good thing you had your hell car. And my crime jacket. Speaking of the crime jacket and the Ghost Rider crime jacket, one thing I picked up is when his head is on fire, the jacket boils. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. shoulders boil. And I was, was like, that was cool. cool. Yeah, the it's finish on that leather jacket is pretty fucked up yeah. because of all those Although, flames. Anytime yeah. he's not Ghost Ridered out, it's just fine. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the leather is kind of peeling. Yeah. I, I want to say, you know, Spirit of Vengeance. I mean, in terms of a cage performance, it's the cagiest of performances. Well, it looks like we got 12 minutes to argue. So, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with uh, Spirit of Vengeance. That, I, I think that'll be a, a fine movie. A little misrepresented in the bracket, but 
it is I think much it still works. Yeah. yeah, it's just a weird action movie. So it, it works in both. But yeah, it's much weirder than I remembered it being. I just remembered <laughs> the straight action parts of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Spirit of Vengeance may move forward. Sweet. I feel good about that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's any real This Week in Cage, but I know oh, that you Spirit guys are, or Sympathy for the Devil comes out. Say, you guys so, are going to go. It came out yesterday. Yeah. So, well, yesterday being streaming. the day before we recorded. Yes, so yeah. it came out on the 28th of July. <laughs> there you go. That's the time it came out. So, yeah, Nick and I are going to watch this at some point and record a little our thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah, this week. We're going to do a Peterless record. Yeah. Yeah. Godspeed. He, to he, me? Yeah. Drop a couple sound bites down for us and we'll just insert you somewhere oh good yeah i've been waiting to say we'll just insert you somewhere for <laughs> most like, of my life guys focus <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just record you doing one of these perfect yeah that's the best jerk off motion <laughs> recorded ever uh send, just send us the raw audio of that time you you, you yelled at us when we were doing ghost Rider. <laughs> oh man yeah I we'll should. insert that in there <laughs> God, that was a bad episode. <laughs> yes. So we've got a Sympathy for movies. the Devil is out now. Yep. Uh, with starring Nicholas Cage and Joel Kinnaman. Uh, we will record something on that. Nick uh, Cage's Dead by Daylight DLC, I think, finally came out. Yes, I've been seeing photos of that people playing online. So yep. if you play Dead by Daylight, go play as Nicholas Cage and listen to all those weird Nicholas Cage lines. I listened to a bunch of them. Yeah, you sent us a, a clip from YouTube that was, what, like 20 minutes of just the yeah, raw audio? Just his audio files. So it's just him being like, Come on! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are which, you kidding me? <laughs> which is probably good fodder for, like, clipping into other things. We should use that. Yeah. yeah. Take that, Nicholas Cage. You're going to be on our yes. podcast whether you like it or not. Oh, come on! <laughs> and, uh... I don't know. What else is going on in Nick's world? You talking about you? Oh, maybe. <laughs> That's the sequel to, uh... Wayne's Bobby's world. world. Bobby's no. world. Nick's world. Bobby's Nick's world. world. God, I haven't thought about Bobby's world in forever. Oh, that's the only time I ever think about Howie Mandel. Do you remember the Louis Anderson cartoon? Oh, Life yeah. Louis. That was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. I love that. Yeah. I remember the episode where he went to camp. Which is kind of like camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, all ages camp. I, the line from that show that always sticks That's where you get diddled. Is his like little brother just saying, told you I could eat a whole stick of butter. <laughs> Ooh, fun story. Well, not really a story, but fun fact. I used to eat butter straight as a little kid. Whoa. My parents had to keep the butter off the counter. Oh, you went for soft butter? Yeah, just like counter butter. <laughs> you didn't have counter butter? Oh, no, I still counter butter, but if I was just eating a stick of butter, I think I might want like a refrigerated yeah, stick. You get that, the I feel like it, it would grease my mouth too much if I went softened butter. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I'll have to try it. Uh, salted or unsalted? I don't remember. I was like four. Mm. I'm an unsalted butter guy. Me too. John, do you have anything you want to plug? Unsalted butter? <laughs> uh, yeah, John Brand unsalted butter. Good. Get it wherever you uh, podcasts are sold. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> I try. Thanks, John. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, ditto. Um, so yeah, next up we've got Matchstick Men and Guarding Tess. Um, yeah, so anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, if you'd like to throw any money at us, we are on Patreon at Cage Match. Or you can find us on the street and just throw money at you us. You can do that too, yeah. And, uh, yeah but ask first, because I don't want you giving money to some rando. Yeah, That's make sure. True. There's make a sure lot of people us. that look like Nick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you to our Sparkle Buddies, Josh, Sean, Josie, Rico, Matt, and Adam. And to our Cage Dancers, Ira, John, and Freeman. Hey, that's you. That's me. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> I paid my way on here. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only way you get on this show. Do you want to talk about flaming piss again? Always. With my doctor, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye bye. Bye bye. What was that? Was that a butt? <laughs> no, no that was it. my toe, my my oh. sweaty toe squeaking against the wood chair. Yeah, nice. <laughs> See if I can do it again. No, no, it's a. Fortunately, we caught the audio, so uh, Great. I'll, I'll isolate that. <laughs> the most entertaining strip clubs I've ever been to are the ones with the acrobatic strippers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Those Until they start clicking good. their heels, that's obnoxious. Yeah, roller skating strippers are pretty good. Oh, that's a new one. Um, I would like to see some tap dancing strippers. Okay, so what you're talking about is burlesque, really. You yeah. would definitely see a tap dancing burlesque. Oh, yeah, we I, should go I've to like Dante sometime down in Portland. They do a... Well, I don't know if they're still doing it, but uh, they used to have a thing on Sundays called Sinferno, and it was like a huge burlesque show. It had like go-go dancers. There was a guy that would just show up with a snake, like he'd have his boa constrictor, and he'd just walk the audience. There was like close-up magicians in the audience and burlesque dancing. It was fucking sick. That sounds think- awesome. There's like indoor fire pits. Oh, okay, I'm so- I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Dante's was rad. What I want, but what I want is like the level of like. A high school talent show like people with bad talents just doing them topless oh so you just want me to do the podcast topless yes okay okay so have you ever seen somebody like on their first nights or weeks no okay so let me just start this off with culturally in portland strip clubs are not as weird for people to just go to as in some other cities I remember in, being in Portland once and going into a restaurant and getting a burrito. And then I was like, I got to use the bathroom. They're like, just go through there. And it was, you walked through the strip club. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. They're zoned Bur- burritos as and strippers. Uh, erotic da- or exotic dancing. So it's not like a, a, a sex industry thing. It's a, a dance industry thing. I've, I've been to some where, you know, they would have somebody out for their first week or whatever. And there was this one girl. This is the most memorable one. Uh, she comes out and like very uneasy on her like eight inch heels and kind of like gets up there. She does her piece, which is mostly just holding on to the bar for support while she kind of like wiggles and writhes in a circle around it. Never like did any pole work, never did any, like she did a little bit of ground stuff, but she wasn't real good at that either. People had left some money up there, but she couldn't like bend over to pick it up in her heels she wasn't good enough so she had to like kind of tiptoe off the stage and get out like holding her clothes and another stripper came up and picked up all the money for her and brought it back and it was just the saddest thing i've ever seen and i'll never forget or ever stop talking about the time i saw a lady's first strip (laughs) how do you know it was her first though yeah, maybe she's did just they really say that? bad. Yeah. They did not say it, but I'm going to hope that it was her first because if it was like second or third and she couldn't even figure out how to lay on the ground and shake her butt. You need yeah. a clip, shake her butt, and just drop that in occasionally. <laughs> shake her butt. Shake her butt. Shake her butt. You guys don't have a soundboard? We should. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, like... not that kind of soundboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Only when we're on Discord. Yeah, yeah. Then we can bust them out. <laughs>